on today's episode, I want to actually sit down and talk to everyone about something that is prevalent in those with ADHD and is sometimes hard to, to get around. Um, I think uh, a lot of people understand that you know ADHD is not so much it's not so much an attention deficit disorder as they always say it is. It is more having it's like having too much attention. I think that's um that's the real problem and it's a struggle when you do have so much attention to give to so many things that you end up getting lost in the shuffle of of being um ADHD especially you know I, I I tell everyone that I have severe inattentive ADHD and generalized anxiety disorder uh it's what I was diagnosed with and I always tell people you are not your diagnosis however um I do have to say that the amazing thing is um <laughs> For those that are watching this episode, just saw me look down at my phone uh, because I saw a notification. So I have to do what I always do with my phone, which is put it on Do Not Disturb and I flip it over. Uh, it's a practice that I have been doing for years now since I was diagnosed, really. Um, and people get frustrated with me because, hmm, you know... They're like, oh, you didn't see my message. You didn't get my call. You didn't. Yeah. There's a million reasons why people will get upset that I don't have my phone there all the time. And I try to explain to people that I don't like the phone. And it's not just like I don't like talking on the phone. I actually just don't like the phone and what it does. Um, and. For some, people look at the phone as this great tool. And it is. I'm not going to say it isn't. It's a fantastic tool. It's a tool that will help you get a lot of stuff done. And it's portals into connecting with people and all that great stuff. However, for somebody that is dopamine deprived, um, dopamine starved, that their brain doesn't create enough dopamine at all, what that phone is is our heroin dealer. It will give us the dopamine that our minds are craving, that we truly want and that we truly need. And it becomes an overbearing problem when we start down a rabbit hole. Um, we can't get out of it. I try to limit my time as much as I can from those phones because um, without f fail. I mean, it's not, it's not even a discipline thing. I mean, we all have them. We all pull them out nervously, checking them constantly. Um, but my problem is I can get sucked into it really bad, and it will actually turn into a huge problem. Um, I will... You know, people will talk about doom scrolling. That's a huge thing where you can just sit there and you can literally scroll forever. Um, and I love 
fun, silly content in those little chunks because it's you never know what's next. So you can just keep scrolling infinitely and get new content. Yes, I have two different drinks, so you have to deal with that if, if you're watching me. But I got some tea and some water. Um, the problem with doom scrolling and everything that happens on those little rectangles of just it's not even brainwashing it's just brain wiping um, you kind of just shut off the world you shut off everything so like I would find myself I would get a message from somebody or a text or something and then uh, something would spark me to look something up or go check the notification and what would happen is I would take that notification go into that program most of the time it'd be like Instagram but and it'd be oh a friend sent me a reel or you know a funny post or what have you and then I would look at it and most people would be like yeah that's funny and then they could put their phone down and and go from there and that get back to doing what they're doing for me what happens and this is an insight into my mind uh, and for those out there that have a similar um, type of neurodivergence what will happen is I will see that notification and I have to it's almost like a compulsion to to look at it and once I look at it normally it's a funny or great insightful meaningful type post and that's great it's always good to even if it's like a positive post it's a good thing however I can't put it back down now the door has been open and what happens is I'll just, you know, swipe up and go to the next thing and to the next thing. So that 15 second video has now turned into 45 minutes of me on the phone, staring at these videos constantly, just going one after the other, after the other, after the other, you know, sending them to friends and just, continuously doing it and what it does is it becomes this thing where I'm getting my little dopamine hits but it's also completely derailed me from what I was doing which is tragic because when you have somebody that has ADHD and they have really bad executive functioning and they're not on task anymore. Trying to get back to that task is not nearly impossible. It is impossible. And there's been many times where I've been harnessing my ADHD as a superpower, working on a project or creating something or writing or doing something to further myself, to, to put myself out there. Um, even if it is creating content for that platform and then I would have a notification or a call or a text come through and it would pull me away from that basically that it's not even a really it was basically the snowball was rolling down the hill going so fast getting so big doing so much and then it just kind of like hit a tree and stopped and 
Now, this is the hard part is before the whole idea of like developing tools and uh, figuring out like how to how to make a a habit or routine of doing the things that are important and and getting things done in that regard what would happen is whatever task that was was done forever like i would never go back to it because i i didn't have the skills or the tool set to to regather my thoughts even if it took a day or two to get back to it um before those tools and, and uh, all those little tricks to really get me there what would happen is i would literally i would just it would be done like and it's not like uh i would forget about the thing like uh, a project or uh, it just it would just never come back to me it would be the most frustrating feeling it would be awful to know that this project i was working on that i poured hours into is now never going to be finished because i'm never going to finish it that was the mindset that that i had um because I, my brain just wouldn't let me get back to it. Which is some of the lowest parts of going through ADHD and, and having ADHD and not having a tool set to, to really steer the ship back on course. Um, I, I don't think I would ever have been able to write the book that I wrote if I had been in that old mindset in that old space of, of literally not being able to, to get back on, on task because I would sit down to go, you know, to start writing and, you know, you know writing is, takes time and you can't just do it all in one clip. I mean, you probably could if you're, really 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 hyper focused you could probably sit down for like 36 hours <laughs> and write out a book um but you know realistically i couldn't do that so i did force myself to get into the habit of writing a little every day and when i did miss days i didn't beat myself up over it because i had the tools like it i I was writing about the tools and I had the tools and for me, the, the big ones for me to help me through the everyday were, were the to-do lists and to-do lists and my post-it notes helped. And of course my, um, like daily meditation, just that meditation in the morning is key to getting my body and mind like working together just working at the same frequency. And I think it would allow me to stray from the path, but know that I could always get back on the path. And I, I think that's, that was, it was so important between that and the reminders through 
you know, post-it notes for me and the reminders through my to-do list every day, like creating a to-do list, like writing it down, like, you know, write a thousand words. And I would say out of six months, maybe 50% of the days I missed it. I didn't do it. And then out of those remaining days, some days I would only get a couple hundred words on the page, but I would do, it would be something. And then some days I would get a lot, I would get a few thousand words. But, you know, in the end, I still look at it and it makes me laugh because if you're like, oh, you wrote a thousand words a day, so you must have, you know, and you wrote it in six months, so you must have a, a book with like a, a lot of words because math is kind of hard, but, you know, if... I had to uh, estimate, you know, if you're going to do 30,000 words a month <laughs> times six to 240,000, which if you had a, a book with 240,000 words in it, that's ridiculous. I ended up around like 27,000 words after all the editing. Um, and I can say that those words... They were very uh, ex precise. They were my voice, you know, so it was important for me to do what I did. And um, getting all those words out with the tools that I wrote about, using the tools that I wrote about, it's like it was reinforcing the tools that I wrote about was writing that book. So, um it made me realize to get back to the earlier point that having such high distractibility means my focus can go everywhere can go literally everywhere. So don't take it personal. If I don't answer a text or if I don't answer a message on social media, if I don't answer a direct message, if I don't answer an email, I try to put off doing those things until much later in the day. Um, sometimes I don't do it at all during the day. And I just do them like at night before bed, which people also kind of poo-poo on. Um, they were, they're like, oh, don't, you know, screen time before bed. You know, that's bad. And it can be. It can be bad. You can be stuck on there for <laughs> hours and hours. And that's, if that's what happens, that's what happens. But I'd rather be distracted at a point of my time, of the day where my productivity, like the, that engine that I have that is super productive in the morning hours and in the early afternoon, you know, early evening, I guess, basically until around like super productive until 11 a.m. and then moderately productive until about 4 p.m. and semi-productive until 6 and then if I'm hyper-focused I'm still productive but most of the time after that point my my tanks are finally tapping out um and the only time like I'm productive later than that is if inspiration hits 
because I've had t nights where I just, I can't go to sleep because I have an idea in my head and I have to go get it out, whether it's writing or drawing or photographing or something. But it all comes down to not letting the world interrupt my flow. And I think that's super important because these little, these little things here, which you can see when I'm recording and <laughs> what time and what day I'm recording. Um, if you're watching the, the podcast, it shows that those little rectangles really are the undoing of concentration. And I feel that that's almost, it's almost, uh, it's, I would say it's also the, the same for neurotypical people these days. There's too much that can happen with those things that you can see with those things, phones, tablets, whatever, even these, my computer, it, it can be a gateway into procrastination. It can be a gateway into, you know, avoiding the tasks that you need to do. But that's life. I mean, you, you need to learn to balance. And with neurotypical people, a lot of them can literally go through and create this time to do it. Like, oh, yeah, I, I have the notification. I can look at it. I can do this for five minutes and go through it and be fine. Uh, there's no time limit when it comes to uh, when it comes to me doing it and like the, I don't know how to make the time limited uh, apps don't help with that things like that don't help with that this because it's a um it's it's a it's a dopamine thing I don't my brain doesn't make dopamine like a typical brain so I just I get sucked into it so if if I turn off the notifications and put this thing face down, it means it's, it's, I'm trying to pay attention. I'm trying to be focused. I'm trying to be in the moment. And uh, when it comes to doing things like the podcast, when I'm writing, when I'm editing, when I'm doing all these things that, that really create a space where my attention, creativity, my focus is where all can hang out and do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, I, if I had the option, I, I would say I wouldn't have this phone at all. But of course, you need it these days. But yeah, just uh, just know that you're, you're not alone in the fight against these little rectangles of doom. Um, and please understand that it's not a slight at all if I don't get back to you. It's just me trying to focus on the things that I need to focus on and sure you can get back to to work after you chat with me for a minute or two uh, but I can't um, it's not that I don't try but I can't like the conversation we had might have sparked a million different things and I will chase those million different things down it will leave me down a path of hours of distraction. Uh, before you know it, I'm sitting on eBay researching a toy that I had when I was a kid because 
you mentioned something about a remake of a movie that my brain took a thousand different steps in different directions to wind back to something I remembered when I saw the original movie and I saw, a to I had a toy when I saw that movie. Yeah. So it's, a, it can be, um, it can be a chaotic place, uh, when I get interrupted, especially when I'm in the midst of doing something that's creative. But yeah, like I said, you're not alone out there. Um, and if you guys do have, if you have any like tips, like big one for me is do not disturb mode, putting the phone face down. It's a huge one for me. It helps immensely. Um, and even when I'm driving, I like to put do not disturb on because, uh, do not disturb will turn off notifications. So there's no distraction when driving, especially if I have GPS on and I want to pay attention to that. I'm not looking at things, but if you have, if you have things that really help you through and help you stay focused and stay on task, I want to hear them. Yeah. There's uh, I think there's a comment section on just about every platform now. Uh, it's like Spotify has a thing where you can make comments, I think, or ask questions. I don't know. Look for it. Uh, but this will be on YouTube as well. So definitely on YouTube, please, in the comments. I want to know what types of little tiny little tips and little tricks and little things that you do to, to help you stay on task. It could be as simple as figuring out like, oh, do not disturb mode works wonders. Or could be more intense, like, oh, I put on noise-canceling earbuds and play binaural beats and and uh, turn off all the lights except for the thing I'm working on or, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever it may be. Um, yeah, so until next time, you know, I have uh, a bunch of episodes coming up still with a lot of really cool people, and I have a few more solo topics that I'm going to be covering. And there's new solo topics all the time, especially if things come up in my life as I'm working through things and I'm doing things. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And until next episode, yeah, just remember, you're not alone out there. <laughs>